Welcome in, everybody, to the Friday show. Trust your boss on the Important Nonsense Podcast. With me, as always, Jason, that FF nerd, Draven. How you doing, Jason? All right, man. It's Friday. I'm ready to go. All right. Awesome. And always back with us again, all the way from Canada, Mr. Jack Havanaugh. Jack, how you doing? I'm feeling about as good as Eric Harris is right now, so feeling pretty great. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Oh, good. This is exactly the show I wanted. No, good. All right, good. All right. Oh, well, let's just get into it. Let's just get into the Thursday night review, or as I'm going to call it, the Pity Palace. Hey. I'm just going to throw it to you, Mr. Nerd. Have at it. Bash it away. It's not that bad. I'm just so frustrated that the play calling is horrible. Why do you throw it seven times after being careful with words that start with F right now? I'm being gentle. It's a family show, F. Uh, but, I mean, they throw it seven times deep, not even close. Like, what are you doing? You've been so successful running it with Gordon all night. Why? Or even go to Henry. He's right there. Just, what he are you doing? Open. He was open, wide open on two of those plays of the seven. And then you overthrow Allen. Like, not even kind of overthrow. The dude jumps and misses it, and it... I, ah, why? So how you doing, Jack? Good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, feeling yeah. better than Phil Rivers because he was yeah. absolutely terrible. You know, feeling better had, than the feeling better than the nerd. Riv- <laughs> yeah, definitely feeling better. Than this him. is my team, Rivers, okay? Rivers had two penalties, to, or two interceptions, taken away on penalties. Do you know that, Jason? That's fine. <laughs> also had one like. On third down, on that uh, two minute, that final drive, he had one right into Eric Harris's hands that he dropped <sighs> on third down. So, yeah, great game from Phil Rivers. Really, what you expect to see out of him at this point? <sighs> okay, well, they dominated let's... time of possession. Does that count? And wh- who the heck is Patton? Like, who <laughs> is this? Why are why? Legitimate question at this point. That's what America was asking yesterday. <laughs> Anybody who has Chargers offensive players, like. Okay, you have Williams. I understand that. He's a big dude. Throw it to him. Patton, what, he's wearing 16, so you're getting confused with Tyrell? Like, what are you doing? Well, Anybody eyes... else? Is it just me? Why? No, is it, well, his eyes were closed on the last throw, the penultimate interception. I don't know if you saw that, too. That was always, that always inspires confidence. On a 60-yard. Oh, he's got it. He's just, it's muscle memory at this point, right? <laughs> oh, it's the end of the game? Let me throw it up and hopefully someone will catch it. Oh, it's on the other team. You don't say. Well, it's what I said in the chat yesterday. Well, Philip Rivers down by a score, going for the game on the final drive. Boy, this is every week for the last decade. But three well, years, okay. They've had the chance. Fourteen of the seventeen games have been decided by eight points or less. What are you doing? <laughs> They're not running Melvin Gordon at the end of the game. Thank you. He did, look, he did look great, though. <laughs> Well, let's 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 stick to Rivers for a moment. And I'm going to go to Jack here. <laughs> I'm not going to get it out. I'm not going to get an <laughs> unemotional opinion from the nerd on this. So, referencing the poor decision making, what does that do for Rivers' rest of season? Just what does that do? Where did you have him to begin with? Uh, Rivers, I had as kind of a middle of the pack quarterback. He's kind of the guy that is going to get you a solid output every week, but he's never going to have that complete wow game, especially because he has no rushing floor to speak of whatsoever. Rarely just had the, had those big box, big box point totals. And I think he still is that guy. He had a really bad game, but you know what? That happens on a Thursday night, especially. So 
I think going forward, Rivers probably stays about where I had him before. And that's just like a guy that you're going to put in on buys and you don't really want to rely on, but the matchup dependent starter, depending on the week. Yeah, the dude is literally standing in quicksand every game. He just he just stands there. And if he moves, it's like, oh, I'm sinking. I, I don't know what to do here. Well, they just need a new O-line in general, too. Yeah, well, or their O-line that is hurt to return from being hurt could would also would also help. But that even then, the right tackle's bad, even if he is healthy. It's a fair I, point. I don't think that Mahomes would be able to last behind that line. <laughs> Uh, he wouldn't have thrown an interception, so he might have won the game. But as we've covered on this show, Patrick Mahomes is a robot, as we'll get into here a, a moment once we're finished <laughs> recapping this game. But uh, brought to you by Boston Dynamics. Uh, just <laughs> Phil Rivers' <laughs> poor decision making has always been a thing, right? Would we not agree? That's Phil. It comes with the territory. He's always thrown too many interceptions. He takes chances. He trusts his arm, and when you have a bad day like that. That's how the result can sometimes bite you, especially on a Thursday. So I'm not downgrading Phil Rivers any more than I already had him, which was basically like QB 12, 13, that neighborhood anyway. So frankly, that's just kind of where he is at this point. Maybe when, you know, off the buys, slot a few more guys ahead of him, but they've got a couple good matchups. So I think you just hope for better days. It's not like it was, you know, he did get you two touchdowns. It wasn't a complete disaster, but not what you're looking for during your playoff setup run. Uh, Hunter Henry is playing like a man possessed. Double-digit fantasy points again last night, coming off, I believe it's four weeks in a row now, double-digit fantasy points in PPR. You mean Hunter since Henry. he's been back? Oh, yeah, since that's he's, right. Since he's been back. He's, well, he's, <laughs> he, he missed he missed how many games? Like four? And he's yeah. tight at nine? He's tight yeah. at nine going into this game? And you <laughs> add 13 points in PPR to that? So Hunter Henry, what, tight end four by the end of the season? If, you're if waiting, he's not winning people the, their leagues because they picked him up halfway through, like, I don't know what you're doing. You should spend all healthy, your fab on him, in my opinion. Yeah, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a huge matchup nightmare at tight end for, for down the stretch and into the playoffs. That's for sure. Unfortunate, I believe they have the buy. They do have the buy in week 12. So unfortunate news there. But other than that, it's pretty much smooth sailing as long as he can remain healthy. Um, to your point before, Melvin Gordon looks amazing. Starting to round into form. That Raiders defense. Uh, actually, one of their strengths was stopping the run coming into that game. Was not the case on Thursday night. So, is Gordon back? Is this it? The Chargers were saying during the broadcast, their reporters were saying that they were reporting to, I believe, it was, I'm not sure if it was Aaron Andrews or who it was, but that uh, that they believe that he's finally rounding into midseason four after holding out. It certainly looks like it, the way he's played the last two games. Against the Packers, he did more of the same, too, and it really just goes to show that like the time off hurt him at the start, but he's still a, the player he always was, right? He's not like he all of a sudden forgot how to play football. It's not like he became bad all of a sudden. He's still talented running back. Uh, the Chargers are a bad team, so that really limits his ceiling. But Melvin Gordon's definitely going to have his flashes, and he's going to sign a probably big contract by the end of the year, especially if he keeps playing like this. Yeah, it's not going to be with the Chargers, though. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just, just keep that in mind. <laughs> They're no. not going to sign for that amount of money. It will be elsewhere. It will not be in wherever the Chargers end up after the flurry of reports of them possibly relocating to London. Ah, stop that nonsense. Fascinating topic that I know is very near and dear to the nerd's heart because I know how much you would love waking I up. I am there. not flying to London. Oh, it's is not flying to London, but it's the waking up at seven in the morning for football that I feel like would really take the wind out of your sails, too, or whatever. What would change? 
<laughs> well, it's good. you'd actually get to watch the game before you just start oh, answering questions. That, that would be nice. That would be nice. That'd be great. Have something to do during the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what do we what do we do about Eckler then? If we're agreed that Melvin Gordon's rounding into form and it's going to be his job, as we've been saying all along, what 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 do we do with Eckler? I mean, he scored again last night, right? He did. I I think that's going to be how he is, especially in PPR. Probably get a score. He's going to be that scat back that you want. He'll. I love when they put them together. Having Gordon in the backfield and Eckler out wide, I think works out great for him. I don't know why they don't do it more. Eckler is definitely a flex option. At the very minimum, he's honestly probably a bit of an RB two option. I, if that's the that's way running back say. has been played. That's, been see, that's it. It's a running back scarcity issue. I think he's still an RB flex. A little bit touchdown dependent at this point, but I mean the way that they're going to have to move their ball, one would think he's going to have to retain some value here. So, and if the Chargers, say, if the Chargers were really smart, they'd be p- targeting him more than uh, Patton. Just, uh, <laughs> just a thought there. <laughs> Oh boy, probably, probably. But we've also seen the Chargers have a long history of not smart. Getting hot, they could uh, get hot. Just finish a game, be perfectly good from here on out. That's <laughs> that is also something we've seen the Chargers do. Second half turnarounds. Here it comes after a devastating loss. Yeah. To be uh, fair, Derwin James is coming back in like three weeks. I'm pretty happy about that. That'll well, help a lot. They, let's see if they can hold on to it. So just to round out the uh, the the Chargers here quickly. Uh, Mike Williams, a little bit of a mystery here. He was kind of a ghost. Would we not agree? I mean, yeah. I saw him. Does that count? <laughs> it's hard Darnold to saw him too. Even Sam Darnold saw him. I don't know what's going on. Well, like, no. are, we, are, reference? are we sure Mike Williams just isn't a bust? No, it wasn't. It just wasn't funny, Jason, if you really want to address it. <laughs> oh, that's rude. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, ha. Now you're laughing you cough so hard. Get laughing that. at my own joke. Oh, it's the worst thing ever for a host. Uh I'm sorry. We just now we've derailed on poor Mike Williams, who's not having a whole lot of success at the moment. If you have the chance to start a franchise today, you get to pick one receiver. Would you rather have Mike Williams or Corey Davis? Mike Williams. Is that a question? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go with Mike Williams as well, actually, on that. Uh it's too big. Think much of Corey I, Davis. I honestly go neither. Well, that that's <laughs> what you can't do that. <laughs> that's, Shocker! That's ridiculous. I go Hunter Renfro. I am sending you to the penalty box. <laughs> that is misconduct. You can't do that. Just hang us out the dry. No checking. But uh, Mike Williams, two for fifty-five. So the two catches that he did receive, it was the one deep shot in the first half and. Uh, one at near the end of the game, but just not as involved. And just given how that offense is working, Mike Williams, unfortunately, probably not going to return the projection in for me that we had for him. He's on pace to kind of miss that. So if you've been playing Mike Williams for me, I'd probably be trying to think about other options because he's just a little bit too boomer bust and the team is just so wonky and kind of injured. He himself has been injured. It's not something I want to be counting on week to week. Especially when Keenan Allen hasn't even been reliable. You know, if Keenan Allen's not going to be reliable, can you really count on Mike Williams? Yeah, it's not something I want to invest in at this point. I'd like to divest from it as we build our rosters for our playoff runs. Um, so, 
Back to Raiders or onto the Raiders, at, I guess. I think at that point, yeah, let's just pit. Let's 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 let's. I think we've beat the Chargers to death, just much like the Raiders did. So let's let's Ooh, talk about it. Let's wasn't talk beating about, them though. to death, okay? Mm-hmm. They got jo- Josh. That Josh Jacobs death blow, I would argue. <laughs> they the beat the themselves game. up because one player tackled three of our own. How many interceptions were taken off the board because of penalties, Jack? A two, and there's also a dropped interception as well. Okay then. Okay then. <laughs> Perfectly fine. That's reverse. That's just how he, it's good. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. That's you keep saying that. <laughs> uh, Carr's uh, a better quarterback, it seems. Though. Well, for the moment, he didn't turn it over. You know, for the moment, he didn't turn it over. But that's kind of been Carr's mo this season. He seems to, for me, he seems to really be gelling and figuring out that Gruden 1996 offense that they're running out there, which still works in the modern NFL. It's just funny because it's archaic. Because every he's he's running the old stuff, the old. Uh, everybody's under center and we're going to get Derek Carr rolling in bootlegs and pitches. And we're going to throw it to Josh Jacobs, like just out in the flat, let him run and do the same thing with Richard. And it doesn't totally not work. And so when you can run that system, they just don't really give Carr many opportunities to turn the ball over. This is what I've been watching. Well, I mean, he has what they had the highest completions percentage at like 71.5 last. They're not like what's their depth of target. It can't be very far. They only have a couple. They only take a couple shot plays a game. Oh, that's just Carr's MO for his whole career is he is not a guy that likes to hold on to the ball. He's a get it out of his hands as quick as possible, which works so well when your primary receiver is Darren Waller. Yeah. And Hunter Renfro is working on establishing a nice little rapport here. So he, uh, very unorthodox route runner, but man, it's working for him. And so until somebody figures out how to tackle him, uh, they go, they've been, they've been, they've been, what's been impressing me is that he's gone from just kind of this, you know, a guy to where now he's, they're going to him on third down because teams are in two minute drills. Right. But still in the hurry up, they go to Renfro teams queue on Waller at this point. So Waller's actually been, if Waller didn't have that 30 yard shot play last night, he would have had a two in PPR scoring. So that's not ideal. So Waller has been okay, and he's going to continue to be okay. They're going to keep throwing it to him. But Renfro, interesting, uh, interesting little waiver target at this point for me. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you can't get him. He's on my bench. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure I played him last night. To be fair, <laughs> I didn't mean for our staff, but, <laughs> oh, oh, but that's <laughs> but that's. I assume he's gone there because what's available there is tumbleweeds. The thing about Renfro, too, is he's just been doing this since college. Like, the guy was in college for, what, eight years? Produced Couldn't for every ta- yeah, single one much. of them? Couldn't tackle him there, either. Because he runs those wonky routes where he just, all of a sudden, just makes this weird extra cut. And then suddenly still gets to the spot he needs to get to. And then and it's wide off. open. <laughs> it's weird, but it works for him. So I can see why they've finally given up trying to teach him how to run routes. Because they're just like, all right, whatever. Whatever you got to do, you just go do that. He's used the accounting software to figure it out now, so he's good for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I continue to be right, 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 right about Josh Jacobs. He's going to continue to do that dirty work as long as he's healthy for uh, the Raiders. Uh, the aforementioned death blow against the Chargers. Um, he got bailed out a little bit by, by that touchdown. Uh, there was some game flow issues in that one. But uh, Jacobs so far, feeling pretty good about it. Uh, anybody else that you any, would you like to discuss in the Raiders backfield? The Raiders is easy. It's pretty much Carr on the waiver wire, Renfro maybe on the waiver wire. Uh, Waller's a player, and then I mean, Rashard looks good for deeper leagues. Like last night, he had a lot of usage. I think he might have even 
I think he had probably 11 points last night. If I, yeah, but they like to do the thing where him and DeAndre Washington both still have a job, so it's not something you can really <laughs> rely on. Well, I, I see your note about you wish they would play them more in tandem, and I think a lot of people would like that, but I don't really know that the Raiders are going to pivot to that as a model at this point. It seems like they're content to have Jacobs out there on first and second down, and then Richard and Washington, to your point, Jack, share the third down job, actually. Yeah, exactly. and use, just use him as a wide receiver. Even Jacob said he has the best hands that he's like. Why? Why aren't you using him just as a wide receiver like they do with Cohen? Well, uh, they might if Tyrell Williams gets hurt again because they're out there playing with Zay Jones and Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro. And of the three at this point, Hunter Renfro is rapidly eclipsed is rapidly catching up to where Tyrell Williams is going to be. <laughs> like he's on his way, and Zay Jones is not relevant. Tyrell Williams is really miscast as the wide receiver one there. He's more of a guy they didn't like get him to be the wide receiver one, right? You know what ex- I mean? Exactly. So he, to be to be he, who, he who shall not be named was supposed to be there. And uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Tyrell Williams was supposed to be Marvin Jones this year and he would be yeah. perfect at that. Uh, he would be, he'd be great at it. He was great at it when it was his job with the Char- for that year and a half. <laughs> yeah. It worked out well for him. Yeah. Got a nice paycheck out of it. Um, oh, he would have just gotten hurt if he would have stayed with him. Let's just be honest. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> oh, it's very fair. Jack, would you like to talk about how the Chargers are snake bit injury team? Because this, if he really wants to do the show for an hour about the Chargers, like he was talking about, the <laughs> and we can do that, but he's not going to like how negative the show gets. <laughs> Especially when I That's start talking about life. Dean Spanos. This is my life, okay? Personally, I would like to move on from the Chargers because there's really not that much to talk about because they are a bottom tier team. Ooh, Ooh, the straight right. Oh, right in the body. Oh, all right. Well, with that, we're going to go into the news. Oh, boy. (laughs) Quarterback and tight end. Keep in mind, it's the Bipocalypse. Week 10. We've been warning you for two weeks. Uh, This week, teams on a bye. Denver Broncos, the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington R's, and this is one of the worst bye weeks, as we've mentioned. There are only two afternoon games, because you're welcome. That's just brutal. So, uh, You'll get to watch one of the two. <laughs> well, no, I'll watch both, because red zone. But um, yeah. It's just better when there's more than two games. That's just simple math. Yep, exactly. See? Exponents. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, the we are also rapidly approaching the trade deadline, for, which is, I want to say, two weeks from today, roughly. It's in that neighborhood. It's coming up. So we're actually going to be pivoting on the Wednesday shows to do uh, trade talk on Wednesday uh, because, actually, it's it's two weeks from when from from the Wednesday. It's one week from the Wednesday show. I did it. I did it. You I got did it, America. <laughs> I did it. It's one week from the Wednesday show. There you go. He got I did there. It. Rapidly approaching. Uh, okay. Well, in terms of quarterbacks, quarterback and tight end news here, Jacoby Brissett may also be brought to you by Boston Dynamics because despite looking like he had his knee significantly damaged, he has practiced all week, fully practiced on Friday. They're saying he's a game-time decision. Really looks like he's going to play. Which, kudos. Don't even know how you did that. (laughs) 
Jacoby Brissett is just an absolute gamer. He just kind of has that mentality where nothing's going to stop him if it's up to him. Everything in his power is he's going to be full go. And he, the Colts have been pretty conservative this, this year, but they have been ramping up his usage as, as the season has gone, gone on. So it's going to be interesting to see going forward if he can stay healthy. Well, I mean, that was the issue for Andrew Luck. I was just going to say, remember that time the Colts had a quarterback that retired because of injuries? And then remember that time that that happened again, like six years later? (laughs) Funny how that works. Yeah, I remember that. And this guy is immune to whatever the the Colt quarterback injury problem recurring seems to be. So kudos. Uh, Matt Ryan uh, coming off the sprained ankle. uh, Looks like final report on him is that he is on track to play. Looks like he is slated to play, so we'll just have to see how that goes. Really wonky, kind of up and down season that's been so far. Uh, yeah, it's like all these quarterbacks have something wrong, but they're all mechanical. Right. Well, except for this one, Matthew Stafford with his back like injury. I, said. Uh, I don't know. That's what hurt him before. Last time he, he had the back all... injury. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, played. Her back. Played. It it played. Counts. Played. I'm doing air. Uh, air quotes don't work on. He. He, he 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 attempted to play. He was significantly injured, badly, really hurt his game. So he's got the back injury flaring up on him again, Matt Stafford. He's been limited all week in practice. The goal, the goal seems to be that he's going to play. Uh, we'll circle back to Mr. Stafford here uh, in a minute. Uh, the original Boston Dynamics, Patrick Mahomes. He's playing. There it is. Coming back. On an incredibly short timetable, Andy Reid says he's playing. Everybody's reporting Patrick Mahomes is back in. Upgrade all your Chiefs. Dance in the streets if you're a Patrick Mahomes owner. I mean, there you go. <laughs> or a Chiefs fan, boo. Or a Chiefs fan. <laughs> all is right in the football world with the return of Patrick Mahomes. It's just more well, fun when he's around. It, it Well, I, I, I would agree with that, actually. You get more highlights. But uh, he... Uh, we will see about his mobility because he will be wearing a brace. So we will see how he adjusts to that. Does oh, he looked pretty him? mobile on uh, Sunday when he was running out onto the field after the victory. So. Oh, he did. Yeah, no, he is. <laughs> he looked like he was fine. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, caused some eyebrows to go up on Thursday when he missed practice, but apparently he's just a little bit ill and fully practiced today on Friday. Expectation is, is that he is going to go light it up uh, on Sunday. Yeah, that made me a little nervous just because of the fact that that's how they went with Donald. They said, oh, he's sick. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, dying of <laughs> yeah, mono. This, this I didn't think of that. I'll be honest, I, I did not think of that at all. Last, Point, year when they, to... last year when they inserted Lamar as the starter, he actually didn't uh, practice a whole lot that whole <laughs> week because he was sick. So I don't know. It's I'll take it as as is that he's not that bad. I'm not worried about it. Uh, what I am worried about is Mr. George Kittle with his knee and his ankle injury and is not practicing just about at all this week and is highly questionable uh, for the game coming up uh, Monday but night. I don't understand because he played. Like, he played through it. Yeah, but swelling happens. You know what I mean? Like, it, it might not have been that bad. but then The you, doctors you know, have had all week to fix him. He's fine. Okay, well... <laughs> Sure. The thing with George Kittle, too, is if he's not fine, he's just going to yell at whatatever's hurting him until it is fine. So that is fair. Worried that about is him. fair. He will yell at his joints until they get in line because they're so terrified of him. And then the final note uh, for this section, Delaney Walker is uh, n- more than likely not going to play. So Johnu Smith, one more week, hopefully. 
Um, you can go ahead and rule out Evan Ingram uh, as we close out tight end here. He is already going to miss week 10 with a foot injury. And that is very bad if you know anything about the history of injuries and Evan Ingram. That is no me gusta. Especially bad. foot injuries, too. You never want to see what that I mean. on yep. Foot injury, but especially Evan Ingram foot injury. So, <laughs> the slim pickings this week with six teams on a bye. It so, hurts a little bit, yeah. Who you like? Who you like? We got to set a lineup. Who you like? <laughs> I mean, most of them are... Not shockingly, but they are going to be your tight ends that are going to be available. I mean, if you f- can find something good on the waiver wire uh, quarterback, I mean, I I guess you could probably go with, like, Fitzpatrick. That's really risky. I mean, he should be pretty available for junk time and just hope he doesn't turn it off over too much. Um, man, I... Yeah, missed your chance on Carr. If you would have picked him up and played him, he probably is. I was going to okay. say, probably played Carr more than I'm like, hoping. If you didn't play Carr, Ryan Tannehill, if you want my advice, because he's yeah, playing Kansas I, City. And I like that, but like I, he's. You if know, you don't like Ryan Tannehill, you like yeah. Kyle Allen. Okay, there you go. That's probably one that's one more or the other. available. It's one of those two. Well, they both, Kyle Allen is 9% of Fantasy League, Ryan Tannehill 17. So okay, that's both better. widely available. I I have Tannehill, so I I'm just saying that's who I picked up for all my leagues because I'm playing Tannehill because it's Tannehill against the KC defense as your streamer, and he's looking like Breeze. So I'm I'm doing that, and then if somehow Tannehill's not available, uh, Kyle Allen, I go to Kyle Allen because he's if Kyle Allen's not available, what do you play? What league is this? Sixteen team, two quarterbacks, quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So there you go. Short list for QB this week. And for tight end, I mean, it's a player I really enjoy, and I know that Jack enjoys Mike Gisecki. I, I think oh, he's a yes. good option. <laughs> Mike Gisecki is probably the second best athlete in the NFL that you have never heard of. The first being his former teammate at Penn State, Troy Apke. Mike Gisecki ran a 4.54 at the Combine. That's faster than both Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. The man is a freak. He's wasted on the Dolphins. Get him involved. He is six six. The only issue with Mike Gusecki, and we've talked about on the Dolphins. Well, that's part of it. That's one of the issues. <laughs> okay, the other issue, Mike Gusecki, not the best hands. A fan syndrome. Not the best hands for Mike Gusecki. It's been holding him back a little bit. I'd agree with you. The Dolphins thing is what's been holding him back more. But one note on Mike Gusecki. I wanted to give you your little runway to do your whole Mike Gusecki things. And you've been talking about it all day in the chat. But I mean, you'll probably see hear about him later as well. I mean, it's going, it'll just be a note later in the show. All right, let's move off. We talked about him, and we'll talk about him again. Apparently, move off him. Yeah, the other list includes like Jared Cook. I think that's going to be a high scoring game. Jason Which Witten, Breeze. Yep. Yeah, Jason Witten as that guy like who that. always catches who I want. passes for some reason. That's what Johnny I'm doing. Smith. Yep, and then the uglier names like OJ Howard and yep. Hollister are the two that I can see i would do hollister over oj howard oj howard at the bottom of the list for me it's my literal last like i'd almost rather play irv smith jr i think it's fine. almost i think i just would rather at this point right i'm just talking jack, about higher jack, scoring jack understands games. jack understands me jack knows that, what I'm. that's what the I'm whole point irv smith, irv smith. <laughs> because it's going to be such a high scoring game that's the Two. only reason i even have him out there 
two things to say. Uh, number one, it really does look like look like Jacob Hollister is coming into that Seahawks tight end role, which yeah. you don't even have to be good to succeed there. You just have to nope. be on the field. Uh, the other thing I wanted to add is, uh, according to PFF, J.J. Watt was the number two edge defender in uh, total pressures. Number one, Daniel Hunter. Number two, Everson Griffin. So, Or number three, sorry, is Everson Griffin. So that's going to go down for J.J. Watt. It's going to be the top two edge defenders in total pressures uh, on the Vikings. And they're playing the Cowboys. So Dak Prescott is going to be checking it down a lot to Jason Witten. How many checkdowns for Jason Witten this game? Oh, eight uh, is my over-under number on that, actually. Um, I'll take the over. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm setting the line at eight and I think, yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, big volume day for Jason Witten. That's why I had him as high as I do. He'd be the top of the list for me in PPR. Witten over all the other names we mentioned. Hollister is one for the future because they really like him. They've been gushing over him. He's their prospect. So we'll see if that pans out. Uh, let's go to running back though. Uh, just be, be in mind. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has like been questionable all week. Gay says he's playing. I'm inclined that they're going to try and play him. Just be aware that Le'Veon Bell is dealing with a knee injury. We mentioned it on Wednesday that has basically caused him to miss all uh, entire week of practice. Uh, Alvin Kamara is on track to make his return uh, from his ankle injury this week after the bye. I would expect to see some sort of 75-25 Alvin Kamara uh, unless the Saints are blowing the doors off of the Falcons, in which case it'll be 50-50 split. That sounds about accurate. Uh, Kamara does not have any injury designation right now, so that's a great thing to see. Removed I, on Tuesday. Yeah, I actually do like to uh, do think that Latavius Murray is going to have a little bit more of a role. I think he's kind of played his way into that. Kamara said he doesn't mind sharing the backfield, so I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Latavius Murray in the thirteen touch range. Yeah, like we said, seventy. To, I had it seventy percent, thirty percent. That's <laughs> why I said seventy-five, twenty-five, because his role before was five. Yeah, so I'm giving him the extra 20%. Also, the Saints aren't stupid. They know that Alvin Kamara is not really designed, and I've been saying this for years, amazing player, not really designed human-wise to be like Saquon Barkley, like the bell cow. They need another guy to do the the real hitting because Alvin Kamara will eventually get hurt. It's just the way that's going to go. So, uh, oh, by the way, expect to be without James Conner. We've been telling you that all week. The likelihood he was going to play is now more or less officially over check yeah. in before the game, but he's, I don't think he's playing uh, and then all the backups from here on out. <laughs> yep. And then all in Benny Snell also. So Jalen Samuel, uh, two weeks in a row, uh, expect a huge reception total for Jalen Samuels, 12, frankly, 11, that neighborhood is how many receptions I think he'll get in that game. Uh, all of them dump offs, but whatever. <laughs> um, Chase Edmonds also not going to play, uh, Good news for you, David Johnson owners. You can get vultured by Kenyon Drake as opposed to Chase Edmonds. Uh, Ito Smith also hurt himself in practice. I believe it was last week. It is not going to play again. Um, and then Tri Edmonds is to the IR. Uh, so this is the, the let's just do this list quickly because this list is just so bad. Because as we've mentioned yeah, before, it's ugly. utter wasteland. Yeah. So it's, you know, Ty Johnson. Disagree. I is the only the option you guy. really have. I don't like. I was going as best as I can here. These are the people that are widely available. I like Naheem Hines, Dari Agumbawale, and Brian Hill. And I'm adding that, J.D. McKissick to that list until he, yeah. get, until he gets hurt. McKissick? Yeah. There you go. And I prefer <laughs> J.D. McKissick because I, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball properly. But this is a whole thing we already talked about on Wednesday. So if you want the full Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick conversation, check out Wednesday's show. 
clearly you two are Ty Johnson believers and Steve and I, if Steve was here, he would be, he and I would be laughing at you and shortling. But I'm not a let's... full blown Ty Johnson believer. I just have hope for him. I, think I don't want anybody in the backfield. Thing. Let's just say that. I want what JD until he gets hurt. I'm fine with JD until he gets hurt. Uh, game flow is going to dictate JD is just going to have to. One player I will admit that I am high on is Brian Hill, because all Brian Hill does is make plays. He's averaging five <laughs> yards a carry this season, six yards a carry for his career on 234 attempts. That's pretty good. I, I think you'd all agree on that. What's not good? Devontae Freeman, 3.4 yards a carry, four fumbles this year. Why is Devontae the Freeman still a thing? Put Brian Hill in. I was tr- I was, I was, I'm all out on Freeman. I talked about this at length on Wednesday, Jack. Say it louder for the people in the back. Uh, in on Brian Hill. Yeah, Brian Hill is an interesting one because if you want to talk about something that's widely available and you want to talk about one of those like David Johnson level shot calls, uh, that's an interesting one right there. So I like that. Um, but let's put a pin in running back and let's just go to wide receiver. Uh, Amari Cooper on track to play, but has been very questionable this week. Corey Davis has all but been ruled out. Uh, the most frustrating one, though, is A.J. Green. One day of practice and immediately got deactivated for the week. No timetable. We'll see if he just gets IR at some point. Uh, super frustrating. Just the most. Ugh. I don't uh, understand why they didn't trade him. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand anything that. Uh, Brandon oh, Cooks. Cincinnati. That's why. That's the whole answer right there. Just keep. You're already banned, so at this point, just keep, <laughs> just keep going. Like I'm going to keep digging there. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Great through. Brandon Cooks uh, is not going to play this week, but they are not deactivating him. He did go see a specialist. Apparently, it's just going to require more time for him to get, for him to get back out there. So he's not going to play this week, and we'll check in next week on, on Brandon Cooks. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, huge fantasy-relevant week for him this week. Uh, Paris Campbell... Paris Campbell has officially been ruled out with his hand. That's a that's unfortunate. T.Y. Kilton, T.Y. Hilton also officially ruled out with the calf injury he suffered two weeks ago. Uh, Sterling Shepard, still in the concussion protocol, is going to miss week 10. Uh, that's scary. And uh, Adam Thielen has, after been flirting with being out all week, was officially ruled out today. So uh, big week for Stefan Diggs in the making there, I think. Isn't it always a big week for Stefan Diggs in the making, though, at this point? Yeah, sometimes he gets them. Yeah, that's the only thing keeping him relevant. Yeah. But the players that are relevant for this week is going to be like Deontay Johnson, because I really think that Juju is going to get the Jalen Ramsey issue. I like Darius Slayton because everybody else is hurt except for Golden Tate. And like you said, Josh Reynolds. They're going to be great options for this week. Josh Reynolds to the bank. Guaranteed like double digits more or less in PPR. Like they got him projected at a nine and up. I think you're a little light on where Josh Reynolds is going to end. Well, everyone already knows my love for Deontay Johnson, so I'm not going to go into that too, too much. Agree that uh, it's going to be Ramsey Island for Juju this week. Deontay is going to have a pretty solid matchup. And Josh Reynolds, he is just talented. Uh, he went in the fourth round. He should have gone way higher. The only reason he didn't is because he was sharing a field with Christian Kirk, who was also a stud in college. <laughs> he was. He was. If you've never seen Christian play in college, Google it, because he was making people look foolish. Josh Reynolds, his first season as a sophomore, 13 touchdowns. Like, this guy is legit. He should not have been a fourth-round pick. And now he's going to get the full run. He's actually probably a better fit in the Rams' offense at this point because, yeah, Brandon Cooks is a great deep threat, but 
they weren't using him as a deep threat, so it kind of was pointless having him on the field. Josh Reynolds is going to be really interesting going forward. For as long as Brandon Cooks' sideline, Josh Reynolds is <clears throat> he's right up there with like Robert Woods, neck and neck, kind of just the way it, the way it shakes out. So it's a big if on Brandon Cooks at this point. We'll see. We'll see next week because I agree. If he misses another week with a concussion after this one, you start one season starts getting put in jeopardy. I was already but, telling people to drop him because he's been less than enthusiastic for me to keep on my bench. So well, they haven't. Yeah, they just can't get on the same page this year. That's there's a lot of reasons with that that are like real football reasons and aren't really super relevant for the outcomes in fantasy. So what we should probably do is do what we're actually here to do. Yeah, me. Do... <laughs> <laughs> and we throw it to Jack Cavanaugh for his <laughs> segment, Trust or But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Neil, because I'm taking yeah. over Chester Bus this week because Jason has officially been banned from the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off with Jimmy Garoppolo as a start this week. Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> protest noise. Oh. <laughs> All right, I got to mute him. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to put him in the penalty box. We got to go into the penalty box here. All right. All right. Well, you know what? Okay. All right. Jim- All right. All right, Mr. FF nerd. Uh, let's let's help the people set their lineups here. Well, and, he brought uh, it up, Jimmy G, man. He has a great schedule coming up. I like him in this game. There's a potential shootout. Like, there's it's looking great for him. And with Kittle being iffy and having Sanders there, this could be a big game for him. And Ryan Tannehill, we brought it up earlier. He's going up against a team that gives up the tenth most points to quarterback. Like, and he's going to be chasing points against Mahomes. Why just put him in? He has similar numbers to Breeze this year. Like, that's pretty impressive stats for a guy who just got thrown in after Mariota sucked it up the first half of the year. That's all pretty fair. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's really building on something special in that 49ers offense, really think he's a must-start this week. And Tannehill, like you said, you can definitely do worse against a solid playing quarterback right now against the Chiefs defense. You can definitely do worse. Uh, honestly, with quarterback being that thin, both of those guys are uh, are very live options. So, uh, And also both uh, largely available. Garoppolo less so, but... Those are uh, those are some solid options, I think, for uh, for quarterback this week, especially if you're uh, well, if you're like a lot of people and your quarterbacks on by. Uh, yeah, and then on the bus side, I mean, I, I don't know why he's ranked so high, but Matthew Stafford, I just with the back injury, I'm the past two times they played the Bears in November, he's had under 280 yards and two interceptions per game. Like I'm, I don't trust him. I don't like it going against Chicago. In Chicago, uh, no, I'm not touching that one. Well, see, I will counter that with Matthew Stafford is ranked so high is because he's been playing like an MVP candidate. The only reason he's not even in that conversation is because the Lions are the Lions. But Kenny Galladay is Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones is Marvin Jones. They are both playing lights out. I don't think all hope is lost on Matthew Stafford this week. Okay, so we'll temper their expectations on his output this week. Well, we sort of split it a little bit between the two of you because I have kind of Matthew Stafford rated at the the back end of starter, top end of streaming type of area, like 13, 12, 13 type of neighborhood. So, and it's because ordinarily, given what his recent output is, if you were just looking at that to Jack's point, I think you'd probably rate him at like eight. 
because it's not an ideal matchup, but he has just been white hot and his receivers have just been, they've just been running down the field on people. And the bears haven't really been the bears <laughs> that they were last year recently. Yeah. They're still giving uh, up the 11th fewest points at quarterback. Yeah. And the back injury is where I've tempered expectations a little bit because as, as observers of Matthew Stafford's career will note, whenever he has a back injury, that's pretty bad for him. He seems to really struggle with his back, and when his back is hurting him, his play drops off pretty much exponentially. So it really is just a question of how bad is it. We'll see how they manage him uh, in the game. But uh, let's go. Let's let's go through running back because quarterback is a super short list with all the buys. Well, uh, so is running back. <laughs> well, so is everything, I guess. But uh, but uh, but wh- who do you like at running back? I don't. I am literally sick at this choice, but I don't think there's a whole lot of options that are going to give you anything decent. So I'm going to say Ronald Jones. He showed up. He's going to get more carries this week. It's against the Cardinals. I think this is a high-scoring game. He should be okay, and hopefully he finds the end zone. I mean, that's all you're going to hope for here. I totally agree on Ronald Jones. I also am not a fan of him, but I also own him absolutely everywhere because the opportunity was always going to be there for him, and he could be the Buccaneers bell cow, and that's worth something in fantasy. Uh, This past week, he had 18 carries to Peyton Barber's four. The week before, it was 11 to 10, so it looks like Ronald Jones is taking over that backfield, as he should. Peyton Barber was kind of useless back there. Ronald Jones going forward is a guy to watch. Yeah, well, if you're actually able to pick up your offense and block people, you get more playing time. So thankfully, he's able to pick that up. And being from USC, fight on, you know, he has to do his job and show up. Well, Ronald Jones is the better football player, to your point, Jack, than uh, than Peyton Barber. And a lot of us in the fantasy community obviously have been waiting for the changing of the guard here. So it looks like it's going to happen. I have Ronald Jones at 22 this week. So just with all the buys and with everything going on, I have no issue with starting Ronald Jones. I also am with you. I believe he will find the end zone because that's going to end up being a high-scoring game. Uh, See, I have him at 21, and the only reason I have him there is because of the guy we're going to get to next. Jason, take it away with Joe Mixon. (laughs) Like I said, man, I don't like Cincinnati. I'm just going to keep it here. Like, There's no explanation needed. We've done this every week. Ten times. That's why I was going to say, Jack, we'll just go hang out in the corner here, take a little break, like let him do the segment. Like I, 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 we don't need to do, do it again. Like, well, and you guys touched on the other guy. I think it's going to bust in Devonta Freeman. Like, I'm, well, we all agree on that. Then. Have Everybody a good agrees on that then. So yeah, no Devonta Freeman this week. No Devonta I Freeman. I hell season. <laughs> you can say that all you want, but that Saints Rundy is solid. Who else gets a season? Zach Pascal. It's Zach <laughs> Pascal season. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get, Only because we'll get literally that. everybody is we'll get. Well, we'll get into that real quick. <laughs> but as far as Mixon goes, Jack, where did you have Mixon rated? I had Mixon at 23. Okay, not... I, had him at 20, I had him at 21. So not particularly high, but with the buys, he gets moved up a little bit. So I think you're still going to have to play Mixon. Uh, <laughs> and you're just going to have to hope for the best. Yeah, that's just kind of where you are. Hot to swallow. Yeah, and then Freeman, we all agree, if, if I have other options, I would very much like to explore them. Good run defense, weird usage pattern. He's getting a lot of targets still, so we'll just have to see how that goes, and will he or will he not get ejected? 
Now let's get into wide receiver. Let's go. Let's get into Zach. We already we already spoiled it. Zach yep. Pascal. He's on down. the list, man. He, it's too easy. There is nobody that you can trust there. Everybody's hurt. So play him. Like he's going to get enough targets. He'll be perfectly fine at PPR. It doesn't matter where he goes. He he's probably going to get 14 targets if I had to guess. He's well, this is an, well, this is a really interesting one. So <laughs> Zach Pascal or Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. It's not even close. Say that again? You talk Ridley. at the same time. Ridley, okay. I'm just trying to get a sense of where of where this cutoff actually is. Well, um, the reason I have but, Ridley is because I feel like Lattimore is going to be on Julio. Yeah, so do I. That's why, but I started. So he's going Ridley. to score a lot. So, okay. People are all on Michael Gallup this week. So, Michael Gallup or Zach Pascal? Pascal? I have Michael Gallup but slightly, Ridley. but they're in the exact same area. Yeah, the reason I don't like Gallup is because if Cooper's out, he cannot handle being the one. Like, and that defense is going to eat him up. I will. That's my, that my worry. I will argue that he will run right by Xavier Rhodes. The roads will be wide open for Michael Gallup. Because <laughs> I have Zach Pascal at twenty-seven. That's where so I have him. I'm with you on this, and Steve actually. Uh, our Wednesday co-host Steve Bonham has has him at twenty, so or twenty one, excuse me. Uh, but uh, Jeremy, for example, on our staff team does not feel the same way. He's got nine. So it's it's a very polarizing topic. This, which is why I'm trying to get some sort of equilibrium, because I've got him right in that wide receiver three top end of it type of deal. You know what I mean? Top of flex type of situation so it's like him or robert woods that's another polarizing one because no one knows how to project robert Woods at this point yeah that's definitely a lot more difficult just because they've been using him so randomly i I don't know how that would even work out yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot that's what i'm saying like zach pascal great choice absolutely love it but this show is about helping people in a practical sense (laughs) so that's why i'm saying check check the rankings on this one on importantnonsense.com because Zach Pascal, polarizing figure, very polarizing at this point. I, I would play him just because I think the targets are there. That's the reason I wouldn't play Woods comparatively. It's just it's it, I I'm I have Woods literally one spot higher. So if you want to know how I feel about it, I don't feel about it. It's literally a coin flip in my eyes, and it's mur- it's mur- muddied by no no cooks. So it's it's an interesting one. I mean, would you rather play? Christian Kirk. I have Christian Kirk one spot ahead of him, and I have him two spots ahead of Larry Fitzgerald. So I would rather play Kirk, but I would rather play him over Fitzgerald. Yeah, and Fitzgerald's another interesting one that we weren't really going to talk about, but what a matchup with Tampa Bay. So yeah. if there's ever which is why I have both the, I have both of them above. Like yeah, for that just, reason. it's going to be if, a high scoring game. If there was ever going to be a a week to get off the schneid, this is it. So, all right. Well, we all love Zach Pascal then, and we think that roughly amongst all of us, we think he's something bet- somewhere in the wide receiver three area, just to give something that to help people. And then check our individual rankings on importantnonsense.com. That sounds fair. Okay. I mean. So the next one is definitely a long shot. Because... You want to talk about polarizing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Here yeah. you go. Based yep. on what we got, it's Devontae Parker. 
I think him and Jacecki uh, are the only options. <gasps> and in TD, it, the garbage time, I he has to get a TD, right? The dude is fast. It's going to be okay. He'll have to score. At the same time, I'm worried that this is a trap. He gets covered. I'm very nervous about this. Call, He'll have to score is not analysis. And, <laughs> and the fact that you contradict yourself in your own take leaves you open I, for people I know. to eviscerate you. And that's fine. Uh, that's like, one of those things. He has yeah. enough target share that he That's why be. Jack's here. Go, Jack, go! <laughs> I am going here to help bail you out, Jason. Uh, the analysis that he has to score is he, honestly, he might actually have to. Uh, Devontae Parker has scored four touchdowns in the past five games, and now Preston Williams is out because he was playing second fiddle. Ooh, we love Preston Williams. This, that's the worst news. That we is, do. So don't bring that up. So but, frustrating. With that, Ryan Fitzpatrick, since he's been reinserted as a starter, he's averaging 35 attempts a game. Those have to go somewhere, and it kind of has to be Devontae Parker, doesn't it? Like I said, Gusecki. That, I that's the reason I like him be, so much. It could be your boy, Gusecki. <laughs> but okay, so no, that's fine. With the Preston Williams injury, recommending Devontae Parker in a game that will have significant garbage time, one would have to agree. Is probably a good call anytime Ryan Fitzpatrick is your quarterback. So, yeah, sure, Devonta Parker, Here we go. Yeah, Devonta Parker piles it up in garbage time. We can argue about whether or not he has to score a TD, but I will give you the garbage time. And then who's we've got one more? Yep, and it's Cole Beasley. I think he's going to have a good target amount. It's against the Browns. I think this game is ugly, and I think that his targets are going to be safe enough that you can start him, and he can be one of the guys that could sneak off and get a touchdown for you but he should be safe just because of his numbers with the target share. I completely agree with everything Jason just said. Denzel Ward is going to be on. That's not the theme of this show though. Sorry. (laughs) I agreed with all of it. I referenced the Wednesday show when we talked about Beasley. So it's like, yeah, I have no pushback to anything that you just said. Denzel Ward is going to be on Smokey Brown and Cole Beasley is going to be lined up against if he's healthy right now, uh, Greedy Williams and Cole Beasley's out running. He can easily get around a rookie. That's not even a question. Yeah. And on the other side of it, we touched on it earlier. I'm not trusting Juju Smith-Schuster. He gets a Jalen Ramsey shadow. So I think this is is going to be a Johnson game as well as having Jalen Samuels there. It should just be an easy pushover for them to use those two and not worry about trying to get it to Juju. Yeah, I do agree that I don't trust Juju as much as consensus this week, but I'm not completely out on him because Juju can do so much damage in the slot. I'm really interested to see if Jalen Ramsey actually does follow him there because that hasn't really been his MO with the Rams. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm more nervous about him being added to the injury. That's, that's what, scares me about about juju this week is the late addition to the injury report uh where he was added late in the week so it, it's definitely worth noting and i've got an eyebrow raised about that so if he if he was hurt uh significantly and was like a decoy or couldn't play man could you imagine i agree that's the deontay johnson i totally get and can you just imagine how many targets and receptions jalen samuels would have i said 11 before if juju's not playing what is it 14 <laughs> oh, in that yeah, and then 18 for Johnson. Like it, it's going to be <laughs> disgusting. Well, Vance McDonald gets two. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, two. Uh, speaking of Vance McDonald, although he didn't make the list, yeah, we don't have to go over the trust because we've already gone over. It's Jared Cook and Mike Jacecki. Jacecki, golly, I cannot say his name today. <laughs> huh? 
But they both have that chance of scoring. One of them is literally the only other target besides Parker, which we've gone over. And, and when you're competing Jared with Devontae Parker for targets, there's a good well, chance not- you're going to win that competition. <laughs> there is. They're also not going to throw it to Kalen Bellage after the last time they tried that. That shutter was right. Yeah, that is, that's really just, it really just sums up the Miami season, that shutter. Uh, but yeah, Kalen Bellage, uh only other guy really, I mean, it's, they got all their other receivers. So they got Fast Albert, they got Jakeem Grant back out there. So I'm expecting this to get to get really gritty, and then at the end of the game, it turns into a trek. That's you know what I mean. That's just the end of that game. It just turns into Miami just hucking it down the field and throwing screen wide receiver screens to Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant trying to break something out the, through the middle or through the outside. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that all shakes out. Yeah, I'm not wanting to watch this game. <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot of penalties. I also think, but uh, but yeah, Jared Cook, Mike Isecki again with six teams on by. Tight end is even more of a total wasteland than normal. And yet we still managed to have a tight end bust. I did it. It's Jimmy Graham. Let's go. Adams is healthy. Jones is playing. Williams is playing. I'm not trusting anybody else to catch passes in that game. No, I'm not touching it. Aaron Rodgers has his eyes on those players only. Let's roll with them and just keep it going. Jimmy Graham is kind of just a permanent bust for me at this point. He's a guy that I really want to avoid. The Packers are reactivating Jay Sternberger, who's a tight end they drafted in the third round off IR. Not now, but coming up soon. And that's just because they don't want Jimmy Graham on the field. Like, But they need an excuse to get him off. They don't have anyone else that can do it. So he's just a big decoy out there, and it's awful. He's used to block. He's not good at it. <laughs> John's gets open well enough. It's fine. Uh, I'm I am fine with not playing Jimmy Green, uh this week and most weeks to Jack's point. So that's uh that's not really a stretch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Record I have Jimmy Graham at 15 this week. So yeah, even in a week with six teams on by, still not a starter because we only start one tight end. So if it's like a desperation streamer, I guess, but I'm not expecting a good number. Uh. So let's just close it out here and help people pick their defense. Last thing we got to do. Yeah, and... it's pretty easy to, in my opinion. I mean, I like the Browns this week. I think this game's low scoring. They should be positive. I wouldn't be surprised if they're, you know, around that eight to 10 point range is probably where I'm going to have them this week for your fantasy points. And then I, you know, this one's another risky one, but I'm going to roll it out there because it's Chicago. Like Trubisky is so bad. I'm rolling out the Lions D here. I I don't trust Trubisky. The only way that they're going to move the ball is with Montgomery, and so it's going to be a slow game. Exactly how Chicago wants to play it, and I'm not worried about the Lions being able to put up some points here. I am extremely worried about the Lions just because they have so many injuries right now. Uh, their, their top four defensive tackles are all either out or questionable, and two of their three starting safeties are out. But to your point, it's Mitchell Trubisky, so that's good for at least an interception, probably a fumble, well, definitely a couple sacks. We, real quick, Jack, just to your point, Todd, Todd Riley, our defense expert uh, at ImportantNonsense.com who does rankings, has the Detroit Lions at 20. 
That's too Check hot. out his stuff on our website where he breaks down all the offensive line and defensive line matchups for us every single week uh, with a handy graph to help you to help you pick your defenses. And he is all out on them. He is our lowest ranker by far. So, Jack, there you go. I feel like you win. <laughs> to Jason's point, the Browns, they look good. Miles Garrett is one of the best of pass rushers in football. They're going to have a couple sacks. The Bills want this game to be like 10-7 to 7 final. Yeah, I have no That's issue with Bills playing game. the Browns. I have the Browns at defense number one this week. It's, it's, there's a lot of bad options. I'll add two to this list if they were still available, or maybe you were fortunate enough to get them at waivers earlier this week. And it's the Colts is the obvious one playing against Miami. They're over 50% now, but they weren't uh, before waivers ran. If your league is not paying attention and the Colts are somehow still out there, go do that. And then uh, the other one is actually weirdly the Giants, mostly because the Jets are so bad. And really, I know the Giants defense is hideously bad, but they're playing Sam Darnold. So it's like this Batman Joker style, unstoppable force, immovable object type scenario that I think ultimately nets you like 10 fantasy points. Because they're going to give up some points, but they're also going to get like three interceptions. can just outbad the other team. Yeah, I feel like the Giants win that game, and it's going to be super ugly, and I feel like they're like the Jets are probably only going to score like 14 to 21 points, right? 21 points is the ceiling. How are they going to score more? I know it's the Giants, and they're bad, but what, is Sam Darnold suddenly going to learn how to throw the ball again? I just it, th- Those are the two that I was looking at for this week that I think... Uh, might be valuable. Have that potential to be available. Yeah, and on the other side, I, I'm not going to trust the Chiefs. Their defense hasn't looked good, and Tannehill's been doing so well with moving the ball down the field. Even if he doesn't, I think that uh, they'll be able to hand it off to Henry, and Henry's just going to chew up that Chiefs D-line, and it's not going to look pretty for them. And on that same point about chewing up D-lines, I mean, they, I don't trust the Cowboys either with Dalvin Cook coming into their face and Diggs being able to burn them. I'm, I just, it's going to be a rough one for him. Yeah, the Chiefs' ranking seems to be more on the, along the lines of Marcus Mariota starting, which last I checked, he is not, thankfully for all of us. Uh, not in on the Chiefs. I think Ryan Tannehill can t- continue to have the same kind of success that he's had all season. And yeah, the Cowboys just haven't been that good on defense in general this year. Their stud linebackers have been pretty disappointing. And I think Dalvin Cook's going to take a lot of advantage of that. Stay away. I'm 100% with you on the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know where that narrative is coming from. Why a lot of rankings outlets this week have them rated as highly as they do. I would much rather play the Giants over the Chiefs. I would rather play the Browns over the Chiefs. And I'm seeing the Chiefs getting picked up all over the place, and it just makes no sense to me. I wish I had any idea, but I I know that they've stepped up, but it's that's one of the questions on Fantasy Life app. It's they they keep asking Chiefs. I'm like, why is this even in the discussion? Have you seen them play? Like, stop it. And then the, for where the Cowboys should be, given what what the Rams have act or uh, given what their matchup actually is, not the, given what their matchup actually is this week should be higher for me. And I have them at 11, which is like the back end of like, yeah, I guess start it. But if you got if you can get a better option off waivers, do it. Um, but I'm right in the neighborhood with a lot of people because the consensus ranking is 12. A lot of people at 14, uh, that type of range uh, for the Cowboys. So I don't think anybody's going to give you any pushback on that. To your point, they have not been playing good defense this year. And Kirk Cousins is being surprisingly palatable this so far. 
recently, at least anyways. So would not be surprised to see him carve up the Cowboys defense. No, no, especially with some of the injuries and things like that that they have. So with that, I think I think that wraps it up. I think we did it, guys. I think we got people's lineup set. I think we talked sure. about Thursday Night Football. We've survived yeah, my apocalypse. We did it. Well, we will have by the time you talk to us next next week. So uh, any final parting thoughts here? Last weekend, we tried to enjoy the little victories in fantasy football because so many teams were on by and you were missing so many starters. So try even harder to do that this week because it is ugly. As I said, two afternoon games. Two. Boo. Boo that schedule. Boo that. That is terrible. But we're going to wrap it up for the weekend here. So good luck to all you out there uh, with your matchups on Sunday and possibly into Monday. Uh, I am Neil Smith, as always, at nonsense underscore Neil. As always, Jason, that FF nerd, Javen, uh, Draven, at that FF nerd on like every social media platform that you could ever have. And yeah, Mr. Okay. Jack Cavanaugh at Javanaugh on, uh, I believe that's most social media platforms, but I don't know which ones you actually do. Facebook, right? <laughs> I do do so, Facebook. It's uh, Javanaugh87 Javanaugh on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and that FF life app. So with that, hit us up on any hit us up on the Fantasy Life app on Sunday. Hit up Mr. Nerd as always to ask your questions. And uh, Jason, enjoy not having to get up for the London game this week. Woo! So excited. <laughs> and uh, with that, keep up the nonsense and uh, have a week. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger. Tritachion and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.